This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. President-elect Joe Biden laying out his plan for additional stimulus to help Americans get through the next several months of the coronavirus crisis. The plan he has will total some $1.9 trillion with direct payments of $1,400 to Americans. He also is talking about expanding the child tax credit and adding another $400 per week supplement to unemployment benefits. Those are just a few of the items that he has included in this plan. We take a look at what is all entailed with Richard Prisanzano of the Penn Wharton Budget Model. Rich, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Um, Give us your overall thoughts on on what uh, President-elect Biden laid out last night. You know, I think... you know, in short, I think it was needed. I mean, I think we knew that more was coming as we talked last time. I think, you know, 1.9 on top of the 900 uh, billion that we got last month, I think makes 2.8 trillion. So I think that that is a, a it's a big, it's a significant amount. Um, and then as you sort of highlighted, I mean, I think the, the increase of another $100 um, per week for the unemployment from 300 to 400, um, and then extending it out to September, pushing out some of the moratorium on evictions out to, to September. And then, then I think the, the change to the child tax credit and the EITC um, making them fully refundable and, and expanding them, I think is those are all good measures to, to get, kind of get things moving again. Are, are there elements of, this, uh, of all of these ideas that you see are the most important, at least right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the checks, you know, I think are the most important because that's the, the quickest dollars to people. I mean, I think, you know, as you said, the $1,400 kind of tops up um, from 600 last month to make the, the 2000 that people have been talking about. So that, that I think, has the most significant effect just because it is the most immediate. Though I really do like the expanded child tax credit and the earned income tax credit. Now, those are those are things that are um, you know, later you have to file taxes later to to kind of do that, but it lets people plan around that, knowing that they'll get that some of that money back. Right. Um, making them fully refundable, I think, is really important. You know, um, uh, you know, again, if I have a liability of only two thousand, but I have a credit of three thousand, that means now I'm going to get another thousand dollars around tax time. That that is important. Um, and then then there you know things we haven't talked about um, just to highlight, which I like, or you know, there's some fundings for schools to try to get them open, help yeah. them, you know. Um, uh, set up things in the infrastructure to, to, to make, make sure the kids stay healthy and the teachers stay healthy. Um, and then, you know, um, aid to states, I think, is important, too. So I think in general this, this is good. You know, um, once we do our full analysis, we'll know how much it's adding to debt and, 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 and whatnot. But I, I, do, I do think that this is a positive. Uh, the bill in general is positive. But it seems like we're at a point right now where the recognition is the fact that, you know, we're going to be dealing with COVID cases for a while. We have to get our economy, our schools, et cetera. We have to have them up and running as fully as we possibly can right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, you know, I think that sort of highlights that, you know, so the money for the funding of the schools, if you get the schools open, then I think you can ease some of the burden on, you know, um, households that have two, two earners, you know, if, if husband, both spouses are working and they have kids, one of them is probably either not being able to work, um, you know, perhaps has been laid off because of it, um, or, or has had to um, kind of step out of the labor force. I think getting kids back to school is important. Um, you know, and obviously that's dependent upon things like the vaccine distribution and, and, and how safe the schools can be. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, that's a really important thing. And I, I, again, I think the Biden administration has looked at um, you know, as we saw when we did their analysis of the proposals before the election, 
you know, you, you see things like, hey, let's make sure that there's enough um, child care credits, there's child tax credit, those things. You know, is there enough there? You know, dependent care. These are all provisions that are in line with the Biden's overall policy proposals. And then they're, they're really important right now through this time to help people kind of ride out the, the storm here as we're still working through the pandemic. Well, and one of the things you just mentioned right there, money for child care, which obviously is a big concern right now. And, and you know, at the outset of the pandemic, obviously, uh, almost every uh, child care facility had to shut down. And, and in many cases, a lot of them shut down for good. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, thankfully, ours ours managed to stay open, kind of they, they could weather it. But yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. And again, I think if we as we've seen, you know, as we've talked in the in the in the last few months, the labor force participation and, and folks losing jobs tend to be females because they're they tend to be the ones taking care of 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 children at home. They're the right. ones that are suffering and, and, and that's an important factor in our economy. You know, it's it's they tend to have service jobs. These are the things that have really been hurt. And so if we get some schools open, um, you know, if we can get vaccine rolled out in, in, in a significant way, I think it eases all of this stuff. And, I, um, and again, I think that this is a, a positive step, you know, wait to see how, how it looks through once we run it through all, the, all of our models. But, I, but again, I think it's, this is a good step forward. Is the expectation that the money that's going to be given to the states will primarily be used for, for vaccine rollout? That, that would be my guess. Again, you know, the, you know, I think, the, the way the federal government works is often um, if they earmark it for something in particular, the state can kind of take money from away from another place if, if, if they want to, to kind of spend it on what they want. So it'll depend to the states. You know, some states may want to expand their own unemployment yeah. um, insurance. I think a lot of states are going to, um, uh, you know, pay for, you know, there's their state and local employees that have been hurt in, in this. And I think a lot of states will use it to, to keep some of those folks on and, and things like that. And so I think, you know, wait to see to what, what the states are actually are, um, are going to do. But I, I think a big yeah. part of it will be the, the infrastructure for the vaccine rollout. Right. And, and he did actually, uh, you know, add to this some $416 billion on a national vaccination program. So you're going to, you're going to kind of be hitting this from, from two sides of the, uh, of the problem. It sounds like. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's right. I think you know, again, the 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 actual details and sort of the you know the logistics of getting the the vaccine out, and whether whether that means they can make you know more quicker, or they're just buying more, or it means that that it's a quicker rollout. I think we'll we'll have to see in the next couple of weeks. You know, again, we're working through some of this stuff, but I think it's a commitment to saying, hey, look, you know, as again as as you and I have talked a number of times, you know, the recession that we're in is dependent upon the pandemic. Until we get yeah. that kind of cleared up, these measures are all relief. Um, as I would describe them, once we get the pandemic under control, then we then we can start talking about stimulus or, or describe the stuff as stimulus. And so, yeah, that extra money that, you know, you know, what, whatever it is, 160 billion or so specifically for vaccines, I think is really going to go a long way to get, you know, people to get the vaccine um, and, and, and hopefully get it out quicker. Um, you know, as they've said, they want to, you know, in the first 100 days, they want to have a, a significant um, portion of the population vaccinated. And one of the other things they have in in the uh, in the proposal uh, is fifty billion dollars for small business grants, which I, I I find interesting because we've been talking so much about the PPP program, but this I would assume this is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I mean I think this is this is sort of direct, and I think this is is you know a, a little more directed than 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 those. I think specifically things like entertainment venues, um, you know they're they're. 
you know, obviously I like live music. I'm sure you like live music. Those places are hurt. This is kind of earmarked to them. And then also some of the businesses that were overlooked in some of that legislation, things like nonprofits and things like that. And so this money is, I think, um, designed to to hit those particular businesses that maybe had kind of skirted um, skirted by some of the previous legislation. And, and those those grants, I think the flavor is the same. It's money, direct money to to those businesses to maintain employees and 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 hopefully ride the storm out. And so now the biggest question is, will it get through the new Congress? Yeah, and that's a, you know I think it's interesting. I think you know again I'm not um, you know my political savvy is probably not <laughs> not that great, but you know I think they had two options. They could make it through a reconciliation where they'd have to put a very specific price tag, and they could have just gotten by with the 51. Uh, to 50 vote. I think because they want this to be bipartisan, and I think the Biden's um, the administration's sort of stated goal is to kind of to be bipartisan on this stuff. I think yeah. they're going to try to try to get this, the requisite votes in the Senate. So they'll need to get 60 votes. They'll need 10 Republicans to kind of buy on. So it'll be interesting to see through that process kind of what gets changed here, you know, what, what gets uh, kind of dialed up or dialed down. Rich, great to talk to you as always. Thanks very much. Stay safe. Yeah, you too, Dan. Thanks. Richard Prisanzano from the Penn Wharton Budget Model. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.